Thanks for sticking with us during the break. You're listening to FCS Nation on the Palmetto Radio Network. Folks, we've arrived at the Week 9 edition of the Stone Cold Quarterback Series. This one, got to be one of the more anticipated, more sought-after interviews in the entire FCS. The signal caller for the third-ranked Furman Paladins, Mr. Tyler Huff, the man with the plan. Todd, thanks for giving the show some time this week. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you. Hey, man, the purple train is a-chugging right along. I always do a vibe check with my QBs as soon as they hop on, so let's get it. The vibes around the facility right now. You guys are 6-1 and one with a sole loss to an FBS South Carolina. 4-0 in the SoCon. How are you and the boys moving inside the building right now? Feeling good. Feeling confident, for sure. Um, we're definitely playing our best football now as the season's getting rolling, which is most important. Um, you know, we got ATSU this week, bigger game. The following week against chat, but, um, you know, we're trying to play take day by day, but, you know, it's in the back of our head. You know, we do got chat in two weeks, so it's a big one. But, um, you know, right now we're focused on ETSU. It vibes are good around the facility for sure, though. Love to hear it. Hey, I know you're gearing up for ETSU. You just said it, but I do want to harp on the pass just for one sec. Um, big dubs last week against a really, really good Western Carolina team. When the clock struck zero and y'all walked away with a 29-17 victory, who played a bigger role in securing that win? Was it the offense or the defense? I mean, holding Western Carolina to 17 points is not easy. No, no, no. Um, I don't know if I could really put it on one side of the ball. I think we – then we played really complimentary football. Time for possession. We went over on the, on a Sunday beat, and I think fourth quarter, I think we had the ball for 10 minutes Wow. out of, out of 15. And then the third quarter, we had it for 11 minutes. So, you know, that again, that goes both sides of the ball. Um, you know, we helped the defense out playing these long um, – with these long drives, you know, keep the defense off the field, you know. And exactly like you said, the explosive offense of Western, you know, keep them off the field as well. You know, don't give them any opportunity. So, it was, it was complimentary football for sure. Yeah, I set you up for that because I just knew you were going to take the high road and let's shout out the defense. <laughs> A free segue for me to get into one of the best defensive units in the entire country. Nobody knows that more than the man with the ball in his hand every time that he is on the field. Tyler, your defense, they keyed the victory here, limiting Western to only 353 yards total. After the Catamounts came into this game, averaging an FCS leading 531 yards, and they were scoring 41 and a half points per game. They only managed 84 yards rushing against your guys' defense, and you guys sacked quarterback Cole Gonzalez three times and picked him off twice. What makes this defensive unit just so damn good this year? I, there's so many things. I mean, we got some ballers around. I think the biggest thing is our depth. I mean, we, you know, we've had some guys banged up who couldn't play probably as much as they have before. Um, obviously, they played and they started and everything like that. But we had our backups come in, and you know, there was no difference. I mean, we had we had guys play lights out. I think it goes up to Coach Vaughn as well. I mean, he calls a very aggressive game plan, and it helps us out. You know, it gives us a confidence whenever it's fourth and five, and you know, Western's going for it, and we get a sack or we get a stop i mean that's that's the biggest feeling biggest jump i guess of momentum for us on offense as well um instead of getting a punt and you know starting on the negative 10 or whatever it is defense gets a sack on fourth down or a turn around downs it's a great feeling so defense playing aggressive it's it helps us a lot yeah playing aggressive i mentioned it man scoring almost 45 points a game when you guys hold them to 17 that's exactly why you guys walked away with a w here all right that's out of the way it's the stone cold quarterback segment we get to talk about you for a little bit you accounted for 263 yards of total offense and three touchdowns pass for a buck 75 four and two touchdowns and finished the game with 89 yards with your legs and found pay dirt once i love the word accounted because i think it sums up your game so well uh you guys racked up 508 total offense uh season high 334 yards rushing and that's mr uh, dominic roberto's fault they're proved again to be one of the best running backs in the country rushed for a career high 31 carries and had a had a oh, buck yeah. 54 and a touchdown kevin marshall my co-host and myself we're huge fans of dom i'd imagine you are as well but what does he mean to this football team it's it's phenomenal. It makes my job easy when I get to just turn around and hand it off to eight. I mean, defense has got to respect him. And again, that goes up to the offensive line. I mean, 
we don't we don't run the ball like that without those big guys up front, and it's 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 phenomenal. Again, the depth we have there, we've been kind of banged up. We have to plug in some pieces every now and then with some you know with some positions, and every single time we our guys have answered the call. And I mean, eight, eight's a hell of a player for us, and I mean that stable of backs we got going around with Mayan Higgs. Wayne Anderson moving from receiver back to running back, you know, just because we had did have some injuries back there. You know, KT struggling, um, coming back from a knee right now, and Grant Robinson, same thing. I mean, that's just the kind of team we have. We got receivers coming back to playing running back and, you know, not missing a beat at all. I'm actually becoming a big big game changer for us. And, you know, it all starts with Dom, you know, being that, that lead back in the backfield. Yeah, bringing in you, I know it's your second season under center with the Paladins, but you're so selfless. You talked about Wayne coming over from wide out to running back. That kind of stuff rubs off. The mentality that you bring to to the table just being selfless not really caring you know what your box score looks like and I think that rubs off on guys and you see guys moving around having to fill slots and that's why you guys are undefeated against the FCS right now hey you're not a flashy guy Tyler your stats don't absolutely wow people but you're just so damn efficient no. and when your name is called the execution has been damn near flawless all season long how much thought do you put into your individual performance on a week-to-week basis or you just care about winning ball games this comes down to winning I mean like you said my stats aren't amazing by any means um we probably I wouldn't say throw the ball least amount but we we probably don't throw it nearly as much as everybody else in the SoCon or even in the conference as because we don't have to. Our passing game is very efficient. We do a lot of RPOs, a little quick game. Um, we take our shots whenever we need to, whenever we feel like the defense is susceptible to it. But, I mean, our our, our offense is defined by running the ball and being efficient running the ball. And we've, we've done well with that. And I think, or not me, but we all think that that's how we're going to win championships as well as the SoCon championship and national championship. we got to be able to run the ball, and that's, that's how we establish every game. I just set you up again there to be humble and, and... – for folks, uh, just rewind the clock like five, ten seconds. He said, me. Oh, hold on. Not me. And then kept going with the other guys there. It just comes natural to you, man. There's not a bad thing that's been said about you, no matter where I look and who I ask. Ty, I do not know if you are aware of these stats, but I wanted to let you hear them. The Paladins improved to 18-3. and three. With you behind center and in the starting lineup, 15 and 1 versus FCS opposition in 11 and 0 against SOCON teams. You just win, win, and then win some more. What makes Tyler Huff a winner? Um, I don't know what makes me a winner. Like I said, it's I got a group, good group around me. You know, I came from somewhere where I, you know, I kind of felt like I had to do everything myself and it put a lot of pressure on me. And, you know, it took me a little while coming last year to Furman, realizing that I got some dudes around me and I got to do it myself. I don't got to be Superman. So I think it's the guys around me. I think they just needed a little facilitator at QB. And, um, you know, I'm glad I was the piece that they needed because this, this is the same exact team they've had for three, four years here at Furman. They just, you know, I was – I'm glad I'm the missing piece, and I'm glad I can just help them carry it along. But like I said, they just need a little bit of facilitator, but they had all the pieces there. A quote to take away from Mr. Tyler Huff, folks. He was the missing piece. This is the words from him himself. Hey, your second season under Hendricks and second season with OC and quarterback coach Justin Roper. You guys came to Furman together. You're a grad transfer from Presbyterian College. How have you two grown together in this offense wearing purple? It, it was pretty good. Um, I He came in the spring, and I was in the spring there as well. Um, but I was still technically at Presbyterian. So, um, when I was there, I just drove up because it's about an hour and a half away from, uh, Furman Presbyterian was. So I would drive up in the spring and watch them practice. I wasn't able to participate, but I was just watching practice. And that's whenever I first met Coach Roper, you know, got, got, um, introduced myself and we see how he ran his offense. And then going in there last fall camp, seeing how he actually is. I think last year we're both kind of figured each other out, bounced, bounced some ideas off each other. And, you know, I had to see how he called plays and how he went about, um, what the offense called plays in the game and in 
practice. And the same with him. He had to see how I handled situations, you know, big games, big situations in, in big games, that kind of thing. And I think this year now we have each other, you know, figured out, you know, we're in a good spot where we can communicate well. And, you know, I have an idea. He'll be willing to hear it for sure. And then same thing with him. If he obviously he has a final say anyway, but he has a good idea. He'll uh, ask me, see what I think. And, you know, we're in a good we're in good shape with that whenever we can talk like that. Yeah, I think one of the most interesting aspects of football in general, just the sport is a quarterback and an offensive coordinator's relationship. How tight are you guys? How much has he loosened loosen the leash and let you do things, certain checks of the line of scrimmage? Like, just talk about that relationship from a game flow perspective on Saturdays and then off the field too. your guys relationship yeah so on the field you know the kind of checks we have is just whatever he gives you know I don't I'm not the kind of guy I think that I'm I could never call plays by any means so I'm not going to be the one hey let me let me call a play if I see this <laughs> let me change it you know I I play mad but I'm not that very good at man so I, I, I couldn't change the plays like that um so I leave all that up to him and he calls a great game plan so I'm I have no you know no doubt whenever he calls it off the field you know we hang out him and his wife um and my wife we all hang out we both have labs and uh, he's got new baby boy so we all hang out you know we got both got our own little families that we take our dog over there and we hang out in the backyard with him and his wife my him and my wife hang out so it's a good time you know we're we're very close now it's you know two years in like you said so that's my guy i love to hear it man hey you're killing it right now ty you guys seem laser focused i'd imagine that has a lot to do with mr clay Hendricks. and i always ask quarterbacks this during the segment but i know this from experience anytime summer workouts roll around you guys get a little break it's time to get back in the lab and you guys walk into the facility for the first time in a while and your lockers are usually just <laughs> full of fresh swag got a new t-shirt uh, some new socks, new kicks, new shorts, new hoodies, all that kind of stuff. But typically a coach and the staff, they figure out a certain phrase, a certain saying that they want to put on the front or maybe the back of a T-shirt. Uh, what is that for you guys this year? And what was it in the summer? I think it's always been the same thing for at least since our strength staff has been there. It's elite is the standard. But something that Hendrick says every week is, uh, you know, and we like it, um, is we haven't played our best game yet. So, you know, he, you know, he acknowledges we had a good game, but he always knows that it can be better. And, you know, he even said today after practice, you know, we haven't played our best game yet. I don't think we ever will because it can always get better. So that that's what Coach Hendricks saying for sure. Elite is the standard. And, hey, you guys haven't played your best ball game yet. With all that being said, what's the main goal this season? What are the leaders of this squad constantly having conversations about? Don't get complacent. I don't think any of us have been ranked this high. I, I think we've been number three now for like a week or two, whatever it is. Um, You know, we got we, – we tripped up a little bit against Citadel. I think that was the week we were ranked number four. You know, we made a pretty good jump, and I think we – I think we all let that, you know, sink into us. I think we all let it get to our head a little bit. And, you know, we that game was always in control, but we didn't handle it like we needed to. And I think that's been our message since then, since then is don't be complacent. We know we just came off a big win and you know, ETSU is, you know, kind of struggling this year. And, you know, we're saying it all week. This is nothing more than a trap game, so we can't fall for it. Um, we can't look to next week by any means and just handle handle what's ahead of us. So complacency is going to hurt us, and we just can't let it seep in. I love that. Hey, you already talked about it. You guys are gearing up for the Buccaneers right now. Chatter Nuga on the way as well. There's a few other uh, that you guys have to handle uh, before the playoffs come around. But I will do this and I will ask you this. You can poo-poo me. You can coaches talk me all you want. But you guys seem like a January ball club. Do you guys take yourself as if you, you want to play football in January? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we probably don't talk so much in front of the coaches about this. But, we, you know, we do talk like, hey, man, like, it's going to be exciting. You know, we you know we keep doing what we're supposed to do and, you know, win the rest of these ball ball games. You know, we'll have a first-round bye. We'll, be, we'll have a lot of playoff games, if not all of them at home. And, you know, we'll have a good shot to go play in Frisco. Um, you know, we, we do talk about it. But we also, at the end of the day, we know that, you know, talk is cheap. You 
know, we got to go and handle it and do what we got to do on the field. So, you know, at the end of the day, that is a good thing about this team is that we show up for the big games and, you know, we're excited when we get to those big games. Crispy clean for Mr. Huff. Hey, for those around FCS Nation who aren't quite tapped in with SoCon football and are just now learning about the Paladins and Mr. Tyler Huff for the first time right here, right now, how would you describe your football team? Physical. Physical and toughness, I think that's what defines us. I mean, on defense, we're going to smack you around. We're going to get after the quarterback. We're going to make them one-dimensional. We're going to stop the run. And on offense, we're going to do the exact opposite. I mean, we're going to run the ball, and we're going to put it down your throat. And I think we're confident in doing that. We've done it against everybody, even, you know, some of the teams that, you know, probably claim that they're really good stout run defense, you know, even though they might stop us in the first, second quarter. I think a big thing that we do is that we lean on guys, and I think in the fourth quarter where they start getting tired, I think that's just whenever we accelerate the most and put our put our foot on their throat, and, you know, this team is very tough, and we've shown them to show up in big games, and we're going to continue to do that. And next, how would you describe the league that you guys play in the SoCon? There's so many teams in the top 25 now, borderline two of them in the top five, depending on which poll you look at right now. Describe the SoCon for those who aren't quite tapped in. It's 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 a tough league. I mean, every week, um, like I said, it's Citadel's, um, you know, snuck up on us. And, you know, there's a lot of good teams. You know, it's top four or five right now, um, you know, being Mercer, Sanford, Chat. Western, obviously, than us, and you know, there's there's no off week by any means. This is definitely the you know most in depth conference I've played in. It's it's very impressive the kind of talent there's out there. It's. <laughs> You can't take an off week by any means. There's no bye weeks for sure. There's no off week, no bye weeks in the SoCon. I, yeah. I, I've learned that from my co-host, Kevin Marshall. He's a Citadel grad. Um, yeah. He was rooting for them against you guys. And he kept telling me, hey, I was there in person. They gave them the toughest task. And I'm like, no. Furman just didn't show out of the locker room. He's like, no, I'm telling you. The Citadel was playing good football. And you kind of just reassured <laughs> that right there. There's never an off week in the SoCon. Tyler, a little bit of personal stuff here. You're a second lieutenant in the U.S. Army Reserves. I personally, my pops was in the military. Uh, never Never actually played the sport of football, though. So I've been wondering what the military has taught you in regards to preparing for a football game. Where are the parallels out, the similarities? So there's actually quite a bit. Um, the leadership role, obviously, and um, I'd probably say accountability are the two big ones. Because um, I am a second lieutenant, so I'm an officer. So, you know, if I was active duty, I know I'm in the reserves right now, but if I was active duty, I'd be a platoon leader and I'd be in charge of 40, 50 guys. So that's what they trained me to do. And, you know, all of my three years in ROTC has been trained to take over leadership of a platoon. So that leadership role and accountability that I've learned through the Army has not only helped me on the football field, but it's also excelled me. I feel like, um, you know, being a captain and being the quarterback of the team, a lot of guys look to me and you know expect me to lead. So I've taken a lot of that Army teachings and I've applied it to football and vice versa. I just absolutely love to hear it. Hey, you got nothing but big things ahead of you this year. Know that myself and my co-host Kevin Marshall are rooting for you guys. Good luck the rest of the way and just keep kicking everybody's asses, please. We're going to keep betting on the Furman. We're going to keep picking them when it comes down to the pick <laughs> segment. We love you guys. We love the squad in purple down there. The Paladins return to Paladin Stadium next Saturday, October 28th, to host ETSU, the Buccaneers' homecoming on 2 p.m. What's that crowd going to look like? Is this a little extra oomph to it, considering that it's homecoming? Yeah, this will be fun, because I um, I was only here from one of the homecoming, obviously, and last year's chat, that was a very fun crowd. Um, you know, you had all the guys on the sideline who from graduated one or two years ago, and, you know, they're cheering you on, so that's pretty fun. And it, it definitely packed crowd, and we have a lot of activities before, so it'll be a good time. That, folks, again, is at 2 p.m. It is Furman's homecoming game, so be sure to check that out 2 p.m on the east coast a little bit behind that for all everybody whether you're central mountain pacific whatever it is tune in the firmers are rocking and rolling right now hey ty one more time appreciate you for giving the show some time this week fcs nation is rooting for you thank you stone appreciate you having me